on the phone from the Georgetown News Graphics. Still writes column for the Lewis and Sun Journal, Cal Oaks, here on the broadcast. And first of all, your most recent column for the Sun Journal, Patriots continue to defy, to defy logic and naysayers. What was the most impressive part about that Pats win, for you at least, uh, this past weekend? Uh, putting it away early, I think, yeah. for sure, uh, getting out to that 35-7 to lead. And, and looking like they had a killer instinct even going into the half, uh, as upset as Brady was about not getting that uh, field goal opportunity after the turnover. Uh, kind of tell me the frame of mind he's in. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, he doesn't ever give in, does he? No. My wife kept uh, saying, he's relentless. Gonna... And, uh, that, that's the defying logic part for me, is I think we all forget. I mean, we're all conscious of the fact that he's 41 years old, but I, 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 he gets out there and then we forget that, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife said to me, are they going to take Brady out, you think? And I said, well, should they? Probably. Are they going to? Probably not. No, it just it isn't Belichick's uh, style. No, or, or Brady's. They, they've blown people out for 18 years now, and he doesn't come regular season playoffs. He doesn't come out. So so are you – you're not – it doesn't seem like, based on this column, you're a real believer in the Chiefs necessarily as a as a big time – what are your thoughts on them as a as a threat here in the AFC title game? I mean, obviously they're good, but you think the hype's going to be a little too much, it sounds like. Well, Missouri is the show-me state, right? The Chiefs yeah. have to show me uh-huh. at this point. <laughs> I mean, I think people – I think that's what people were really waiting on when they were playing the Colts. I mean, they threw that thing around about their record being, what, what was it, oh, for the last six or whatever at home or – right. I don't remember what the exact. It wasn't good. Was, but it certainly yeah. seemed like the the national conversation was that the Colts had a chance to win that game, which I didn't understand personally. And and I think that kind of feeds into what I was saying about the Patriots. I think a lot of this stuff, this uh, this playoff speculation, is that you you come off these divisional round wins, and all of a sudden these teams look sexy, and these teams that had the bye get forgotten about. <laughs> and. Uh, I, mean, I, I was under the impression that the Chiefs were better than the Colts uh, all the way around, and I wasn't surprised by that how that game went. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, the Patriots are in a world where you can beat a team during the regular season, and it seems like you still have to uh, to back up the fact that you even should be on the same field with them again. If you listen to the dialogue here, it's like the, the Chiefs are the champions in waiting, and Patriots don't even need to show up. And uh, I'm, I'm like, well, didn't, didn't New England win that game during the regular season? I know it was in Foxborough. But uh, they certainly proved they uh, they could hang with them. Sounds like Brady's heard the doubters also, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, if he needed any artificial motivation at this point in his life, he, he's found it. Uh, with all. But, you know, it, I can understand him being motivated. I, I don't understand the Patriot fans caring as much as they do. Like, I, I, wish, I wish I could get people to understand that every time you tweet at Max Kellerman or post his photo on social yeah. media – you're playing in, you're giving him exactly what he wants. You're giving ESPN exactly what they want. <laughs> he's playing a character, okay? He right. doesn't even believe half the stuff he's saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, you gotta. You know, it's all about getting those uh, clicks and the and the and the views and everything. So, but. and the same goes for Shannon Sharp, and the same goes for you know whoever. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I think the only one who really believes what he says is Skip Bayless. Oddly enough. <laughs> I think he well, believes I think he it. believes it in the moment. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he, all his he heart. changes. You know, he changes like the weather in in Maine or Kentucky. <laughs> well, speaking of, I mean, you know, you're down there in Kentucky now. How's everything going down there? What What are you covering at the moment? Obviously, I imagine high school basketball is uh, pretty big. <laughs> it's king, and uh, yeah. the school I cover is is number one in the state in both boys and girls. Mm. That's wow. it's, it's unheard of to do that. Uh, if you look at the 
Associated Press Media top ten down here. The only school that has anybody ranked in the top ten for both is Scott County, and they're at number one in both. We're uh, we're hosting a, a, a kind of a mid-season tournament here this week called the Toyota Classic. They've had it for the better part of I think this is the 24th year. Wow! Uh, just kind of a you know most most places you hear have a tournament beginning of the season or Christmas time. Well, they have one here kind of right in the two-thirds spot in the season, kind of uh, kind of getting everybody ready for the playoff frame of mind. It, it starts tomorrow night and goes through Saturday. And, some out of state teams involved, uh, so it'll be it'll be fun. Hey, they have a shot clock down there or no? <laughs> no shot clock. Don't need one here. No. <laughs> uh, both the teams here average about eighty points, eighty five yeah. points a game without a shot clock. I and I'm of the opinion that you know if you want to get in that discussion, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm an anti shot clock at the high school level. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you don't need one. I, I feel like. If you teach defense properly and, and create turnovers and get the running game going, you don't need a shot clock. If you want to complain about a team holding the ball, stop playing zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just my opinion. Sure. So don't even need it in Maine is what you're saying. Not even, not no, here. I don't think you need it anywhere. anywhere. I mean, yeah. I, I, think, I think in Maine it's the, it's the easy solution to a, a bigger systemic problem, which is the fact that kids can't play the game anymore. You got to get up shots, get in the gym and, and, and take shots uh, 365 days a year. And it would be harder for teams to play zone. It would be harder for teams to hold on to the ball and, and, and allow other teams to hold on to the ball. I think, I think right now you've got coaches going against each other that know that there's, they, they have one kid on the team that's an offensive threat and four kind of interchangeable parts. So, Let's slow the pace down and, and have a game in the 30s or 40s, and, and that's that's how it just works out. But I, I think if you had more if you had more players, <laughs> you'd go back to what we had in the 70s and 80s when we didn't need a shot clock, and games were always in the 70s or 80s, and you had more than one guy on the court that could fill it up at one time. Hey, George Borbius has scored 90 points on anybody. I don't in the old days. I don't care who the team was. You play any defense you want, they could score 90 points or drop a hat. And this well, is- yeah, I mean, you had I mean, remember the Valley team in the 90s, oh, yeah. even. And, and I saw the trend of this stuff happening in the 90s, where the level of play overall wasn't as sure. good. But in a community like that, where kids played year round and played with each other year round, instead of maybe. And I'm sure a couple of them had AAU teams or whatever, but I mean that's a, that is a, a piece of the puzzle here is that uh, when when people play together year round and, and kind of are aware of each other and are on the same page, you can you can score more points and get more points off your defense and get more points uh, in transition and et cetera, et cetera. I, I remember having a discussion when Scalhegan was so so in basketball and I was the AD. Because I was a football coach, so I got criticized for the basketball being so poor. I said, you want to look back at the record? I don't think it started when I got here. But anyway, but I remember having a parent come up and saying, well, the, the, the high school coach should be teaching dribbling so that the kids would be able to dribble better. And I said, if they don't know how to dribble by the if time they, they get to high school, it might be a little bit too late. Just just going <laughs> to just gonna spitball here, but I think it might be too late. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, a I mean, Teach there's them dribbling. The, the the skills need to be learned at a younger level, but you you need to have. I mean, what you can't teach is kids having it inside them to want sure. to get better and want to play yeah. and 
and want to get off the couch and, and get up shots. Sure, video games and stuff yeah. and, you know, it all interferes. You know, I hear that excuse, well, video games, well. There were video, video games in the 90s. Down yeah. here, but I, I see kids playing year-round. Sure. That's, you know, whether, whether it's in their own high school gym or whether it's at home or whether it's AAU or whether it's something else. They're playing, and they're, uh, they're, they're committed to the game. And they're not just playing one sport either. No, that's you know, right. If people want to say it's because they're only focused on basketball, that's not true for a lot of them. So we're, we're lucky. plenty of time in the calendar year for kids to play two and three sports and get good at all of them. We are lucky that we cover, we cover Oxford Hills here, and both the boys and girls team – Teams up here in uh, up there at Oxford Hills are doing really well this year. I think they're yeah. They had a heck of a doubleheader with uh, Greeley this they, week. They, they really did. Yeah, doubleheader, but they both played them and uh, both both great games. It looked like yeah, terrific games. Uh, yeah, the, the girls almost upset Greeley, and Greeley's got you know Division One recruit on the team, so <laughs> that's a, that's always a, a tough and opponent. They down like twenty or twenty five in that game or something. Yeah, like. and they rallied back and nearly pulled off the victory. We we only do the home games, but I read the article yeah there uh, in the Sun Journal about the game, and it was certain. Certainly a, a, a close one. I wanted to go back to a column you wrote a couple weeks ago because I wanted to ask you about this, about the college football playoff. I remember your take was, remind us about what your take was on the playoff because there's been calls for expansion, but if I recall, you're not a, a fan of that. Is that correct? Well, I mean, I, to me, it's pretty obvious who the two best teams are right now every yeah. year. I mean, by and large, I mean, obviously, Ohio State stuck its nose in there and uh, Notre Dame had a nice season this year, not taking that away from them, but uh, pretty clear right now the power lies in Alabama and Clemson and I don't think you, you can add you can make it eight you can make it 16 you're gonna get 32 you're gonna get what you get I mean obviously the championship game didn't pan out that well this year either so <laughs> <laughs> we can we can all say that you know maybe maybe one team was enough maybe we could have just played the Bulls and had a poll but unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately uh that we, they had to play each other before we could figure out who was the better team. So, I mean, would you be would you advocate to going to game to scrapping the playoff and going back to how it used to be, where you just have a national title game and that's it? Well, no, I don't no. know. If I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd advocate that, but I, yeah. I don't think you need to stretch this out over four or five weeks. I don't, I'm, you can do it if you want, but I don't think you're going to get a different result. Mm-hmm. I think there's people that have this imaginary world where. If you play that tournament, you're going to get upsets like you get in the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. I just don't see that happening. I, I, just, I, I think there's too much of a talent gap right now yeah, and then between those top two or maybe three teams and the rest of the field. At the moment, maybe, hopefully, I, I hope for college football that changes because I'm sick and tired of Alabama and Clemson already. <laughs> like, I'm really tired. It really isn't that what it is with the Patriots, too? I mean, I, I think yeah, yeah. everybody has Patriots derangement syndrome. They want to see anybody but the Patriots in there. Uh, so a lot of it's just wishful thinking. I mean, everybody everybody was wishing and hoping for the Chargers to be the best road team in the NFL. Right. In there and, and that came on Sunday, but it just wasn't going to happen. So we, we, oh, go ahead. We go. knew something was up when Belichick took the ball at the start of the game. That'll give you an indication. Exactly. Right it wasn't that to be – that was the moment we all sat up and said, oh, wow. Oh, what is that? That never happened. Yeah. And, you, and he kind of did what I expected to do at the start of that game, which is you got to counter their, their quickness and their, their defensive pursuit. you got to get the ball out of Brady's hands quickly. you got to do what the Patriots have done for 18 years, basically. Yeah. It should be easy to stop, but it's not because they, they succeed with it time after time. So since we last had you on, University of Maine hired a new head coach, uh, Nick Charlton. Obviously, he was – an internal promotion, basically. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Another young guy, he's younger than I am, 
mean, yeah, right. it seems like they went in the same direction. I mean, if it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. They right. went with a young guy. They went with a guy on their own staff before, or at least who had experience on the staff, and uh, got pretty good results. So why would you do anything different this time? I think it makes sense for them. I, I think it's someone that, you know, I, I think I think in Maine for football, it's good to have someone who understands the system, who understands what they're up against recruiting-wise, who, who kind of knows – the culture that they have, which is uh, the, the 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 sum, uh, the, the 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 combination of the parts being more than the actual sum on paper, you know. Right. I, I think uh, I think that's a, a good hire for them, and uh, you know I, I think that's where we're at 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 the FCS level too is hiring a lot of young guys for these these programs. That's it, really what it is now is a proving ground. You don't see a lot of coaches sticking around there twenty thirty years. Uh, you don't see a lot of programs sticking around there 20 or 30 years. That's part of the reason I think Maine is poised to have some success. A lot of these teams have moved up to FBS mm. and, uh, and, and are, are do you know are content going to those middle of the road bowls and when when they used to be winning national championships because it's I guess, I'm sure it's money in their case. Uh, right. The, the location allows those schools to do that. I don't think I, don't, I think we've been over that with Maine and their attendance and. And their their facilities. I don't think I don't think they're going to the FBS anytime soon. I think there were some people that wanted to dream about that 20 years ago, but I, I don't think that's realistic. And uh, that, so they're in a good spot right now to continue. I mean, the the problem is, and I think they got into this uh, pattern in the 80s too. When you have success, guys are going to move on. Tim Murphy moved on. Buddy Tevens moved on. Uh, you know, I Kirk moved on. I think I think when you have success at Maine. You don't stay long, and so I think they need to be prepared for that. Hey, Kelly, uh, Maddie isn't here, so you're our next best Celtics uh, expert. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I really thought I really thought we were past this with the Celtics. I really thought Brad Stevens was kind of the the jerk whisperer when it came to guys. <laughs> you know, he could he could get guys to. Uh, to behave themselves and, and to fit into the system, but he's certainly having some difficulties this year. I don't know. I don't know if it's the. It, it almost seems like they performed better last year for the amount of time that Hayward and Irving were out of the lineup. Now, it, it's a hard transition to get everybody back on uh, back on the same page when you have a full house. So, I, I, I early in the season we were saying, well, you know, it's a, it's an 82 game season. We got a long way to go. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna figure this out, but they're not figuring it out. <laughs> no, it's one good game, two bad games right now. Uh, two steps back and one yeah. step forward, and you, you know that's a that's not where you need to be. I mean, I don't, I don't think this team will go far without having home field uh, home court advantage. Excuse me, in you know, a couple, if not all, rounds of the playoffs. So right now, that's not looking likely. So. I don't know. I, I I think I think there's parity in the East. I think that's the good news. I I don't I don't think there's anybody that stands head and shoulders. You know, Toronto's been good, but uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that scares me to death. But uh, you got to get it turned around, and figured out pretty soon. And Cal, uh, do, do you follow the Bruins a lot? I, I'm unsure. Is that something you're still tracking down there? <laughs> nah, not a lot. Not a lot. There's not a lot of hockey going on down here. No, <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, how, how are how are things with the Bruins? They're fine, you know. Yeah. They lost yesterday, but they're, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 see, in the NHL, it's a little different than the NBA. I think 
you, you don't panic as much in the regular season because we all understand that the regular season is pretty meaningless. I, I think it means a little more in the NBA in terms of positioning yourself mm-hmm. for where you want to be in, in May and June, and uh, right now the self not there. One other topic we've been talking about is a little bit more of a national topic, but you know, baseball versus football for Kyler Murray because this guy. Heisman Trophy winner, and everyone seems to have a different opinion about what he should do. Have, have you thought about thought about much about this at all in terms of this kind of kind of folds into the issue about minor league pay and you know and baseball and, and safety of football and all those issues kind of kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a big ball of wax. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think five, ten, fifteen years ago you were looked at a guy that's what, what is he five eleven five nine. You were saying go play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe the maybe Russell Wilson and, and people of that nature have changed the, the the scene a little bit in football, and we we think of those guys as having a chance to be successful. But uh, I I would have thought once upon a time certainly that baseball was a chance to to, to make it big. But maybe there's at least when you're drafted high in the NFL, you know you're playing in the big leagues, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no. There's no maybe you'll be a bust. I mean, maybe you'll be a bust, but at least you'll get big league money. Yeah, that's very for true. For a short amount of time, you yeah. won't be riding the and, bus in uh, some yeah, California right, league, right? Yeah. And of course, it, with, with baseball, maybe you're not putting your body through the the kind of taxation that you're going to and the risk that you're going to put right. with football. So, I, I can see the beauty of that too. If you're if you're esteemed as a as a big time baseball prospect, you might want to go that route because. Especially in this day and age, we're worried about concussions. We're worried about what your future is when you get out of your 30s and into your 40s and 50s. Especially at the quarterback position, especially as a mobile running around quarterback, you're going to get hit and, and, and used and abused. So, I'll just say, I, I like, think he's got a lot to consider. Uh, I, I also think he's in a pretty good bargaining position. <laughs> he's in a great bargaining position. Whatever bargain. amount of money he wants yeah. from whoever he wants. So God bless him. I was going to say, as a quarterback, that's actually like I think that makes the decision a little bit lean towards football, just because we have seen, even though he's a mobile quarterback and you know might get hit a little bit, it's not like a running back or a lineman or something like that, right? You're not constantly being hit. They protect quarterbacks so much nowadays that it actually might be beneficial for him. And it's the it's the glamour position, right? You know, and you have a so and you have a so-called quarterback guru who's now the coach of the team with the number one pick, but. This That's guy true. wasn't even really successful in college when he had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So I, you know, right. I don't question the, the guru label and, <laughs> and, and title there. But uh, that guy fell badly into the, it. The Cardinals seem to be. They, they drafted a quarterback last year. I don't know that he really panned out or if he re, really got a shot to pan out. I saw a rumor last week about Belichick might be interested in Josh Rosen. Did you all see that? Yes, I did. Ooh, interesting. Josh, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't look so great last year, but he, he could develop, you know, so. But, I mean, I, I, if the Cardinals draft team. Murray, then yeah. you obviously uh, make him expendable, I think. Well, yeah, and, and Rosen expendable. Kingsbury did say, there's that old tape of him saying he'd pick Murray first overall. Yeah. That, well, now we'll see if he actually will do that, because they had the first <laughs> overall. The money where your mouth is, right? Exactly. Literally, that's a lot of money, and it's a lot of. And you look at the rookie quarterbacks this year, they struggled, right? I mean, by by and large, right. That first yeah. year is always going to be tough. I I thought Josh Allen was decent for Buffalo down the stretch, but yeah, typically they, he was decent. I mean, yeah. I, and he's another one that uh, he's he's going to take some hits because of how much he runs the ball. I think Lamar Jackson probably had the most success with the rookie quarterbacks, but 
he got exposed a little okay. bit by, by the Chargers in that playoff game, and that that looks even worse after the Chargers got lit up by the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, really. Well, it might be a little early for a score prediction because it's only Tuesday, but we won't be talking to you till a week from today. So give us your score prediction for Patriots and um, uh, Chiefs. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I think it'll be lower scoring than the last time. Okay. Because of the weather conditions and yeah. what's on the line and what's at stake. Rigid. <laughs> I'll, I'll go uh, – I'll still go tw- – 31-28. I'm not going to say which Ooh. team wins. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I only asked for a score. Hey, no, I, I, I only asked for I'll a score. A, I have to I'll, be take the okay. I'll take the pass. I think they'll find a way. <laughs> there you have it. Cal yeah, Oaks, Georgetown News Graphic, writes a column for the Sun Journal. Check it out, sunjournal.com. It's up right now. The hot corner, Patriots continue to defy logic and the naysayers. Cal, thanks for, so much for joining us here on the B-List. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Talk to you. Take care.